Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Craig. And I'm Todd. And this is going to be kind of a special episode for us for a couple of different reasons. First of all, we have a special guest host. Our friend Heather is joining us today. Say hey, Heather. Hello. (laughs) Yay. Hi, Heather. (laughs) Hi. You know, I I wondered when I would drop this in. I'm just going to go ahead and do it now. This podcast might not exist if it were not for Heather. Heather cast Todd and I both in a local community theater production, and by nature of our characters, Todd and I ended up spending a lot of time together both on and off stage, and it was then that Todd popped the question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is getting awfully personal now. (laughs) We're revealing too much. (laughs) I know, right? And that's where this podcast started. So if you like the podcast, you have Heather to thank. If you don't, you have her to blame. So thanks, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. I didn't even think of that. That's so funny. Yeah, Yeah, it's totally true. The other reason why this is a special podcast is because we are recording it for our friend and loyal listener, Tyler, who has uh, talked with us back and forth several times, requested a couple movies, and he's been on us to talk about this movie for a while, and finally he said, you know what, guys, January 22nd is my 30th birthday. This would be a pretty good birthday present, so... Happy birthday, Tyler. This one's for (laughs) you, buddy. We are doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space this week. And and it's no chore, because this is a fun movie. You know, we've talked about it for a while. It's been on our list, our long, long list. Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out in 1988. And it's one of those movies that I just kind of grew up with. And it just so happens that Heather had been listening to our podcast and out of nowhere she texted me and said have you guys ever thought about doing killer clowns from outer space and i said oddly enough we're recording an episode on it tomorrow would you (laughs) like to guest host with us and she said yes so heather tell us why you were interested in this movie So I don't remember how old I was when I actually saw it for the first time. Because when it came out, I was six. So I didn't see it when I was six. I'm almost positive. Um, (laughs) But it made such an impact on me whenever I did see it. Because I could vividly remember the clowns and the basic plot line. Of course, going back and watching it was a blast. (laughs) Um, But it's just one of those movies that I've always, it's always been in my mind. So it made an impact on me. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I grew up with it, too. My sister and I watched it. I, it's probably one of those movies that I made her watch. It doesn't really seem like her cup of I tea. I probably but... saw it at your house. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible. Heather and I have known each other since we were kids, so <laughs> it's definitely <Yes>. possible. <laughs> but when we were talking about doing it last week... I was blown out of the water when Todd told me that he had never seen this movie. I know. I I don't know how this movie escaped me because everybody knew about this movie. Growing up, all my friends talked about it. It was on cable relentlessly. It was like that PG-13 cable fare. Always passed by it on the video shelves. And for one reason or another, I only watched it today for the very first time. (laughs) That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) 
God. Well, then you have a very different perspective than us because you've only seen it as an adult. Like, you know, we saw this when we were kids. So I'm really curious as to what you thought because I think that this type of movie is right up your alley. Yeah. Well, yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all. You'd be absolutely correct because this movie is a total blend of horror and sci-fi and comedy and it really heavier on the sci-fi than I actually thought it would be. It's it's a total kind of remake knockoff homage to those 1950s, 60s black and white cheap sci-fi movies that I grew up loving that we've talked about before that my dad was a real big fan of we had so many VHS tapes of these kinds of movies and this movie is just like it except it 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 just goes all out for the cornball and the cheese but it does so in a great way like it's just so compelling and I don't know why but just to see gag after gag of clown and circus crap just really expertly spaced out throughout this movie just when I thought that they had exhausted every possible clown gag like up to the very end there's another one so that part of it too was just really fun i guess maybe that's why this movie seems to have such wide appeal and staying power is because it has this weird mix of combination that just worked for me as an adult just as much as i think it would have worked for me as a kid yeah it's funny i was reading reviews today and when it came out it it was pretty much critically panned. I mean, and, and understandably so. I oh, mean, yeah. it's not a great movie. It's silly. It's goofy. But even a lot of those critics who originally panned it came back, you know, years later and were like, okay, fine. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like these kind of movies more now. I think maybe in retrospect, more of these movies have come out. It's sort of, you know, post scream and everything, this sort of self aware hey, we know that this is a silly movie, so we're just going to go all out silly on it. And I think the, oh God, what is this, 30 years ago? Don't tell me 30 years ago. 30 years ago, this was still kind of an oddball anomaly type thing, and a lot of people would look at it and go, these people are just dumb, and they're making a stupid movie, and, and this is silly. And now I think we kind of appreciate more those nods and those winks and these homage films. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. No, I, I think you're you're right on it. But there were those of us who got that that's what it was at the time. And I think that maybe, you know, folks like Heather and I seeing it as kids, maybe it took more of kind of a youthful or even childlike perspective to appreciate it. It is silly. It is goofy. But it's fun. And if you're just willing to go along for the ride it's fun heather said this movie terrified me as a child which i think Mm. is so hilarious (laughs) because i don't really i mean there were parts of it there's one clown in this that i thought was really scary like the one that tries to coax the little girl out of the restaurant creepiest scene in the movie yeah that dude was scary But the other ones I didn't find so scary. I mean, Heather, do you remember, like, (laughs) what traumatized you as a child? I think just definitely the way they look, you know, because they're just, like, people who already don't like clowns, like, they're not going to appreciate how scary these clowns are because it's going to get a little bit of nightmare. Are you a clownophobe, Heather? Are you one of those people? I'm not. Nope. 
but I just remember them being very scary. And I remember it being bloodier. And it's definitely not at all. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it was just the way they looked and just the whole idea of them like creeping around the town. It's like, okay, that's kind of scary if I was a kid and I saw those things walking around. So that must have been what it was. Well, that's true. They're scary in that way. I mean, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Heather's a Disney gal, so I don't want to offend her, but I'm even kind of <laughs> scared of those, you know, like characters in mm-hmm. Disney World that walk around. Because you don't know who's in there. <laughs> 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 it could be anybody in there. <laughs> and I've been to Vegas several times, and like, you know, you've got <laughs> all the like Disney characters, like Winnie the Pooh, like walking around with like a. A bottle of whiskey and like <laughs> chain smoking. Oh, we get like, that. <laughs> we you get never the, know who's in there. We get that in China too. Like in some of these public parks, there'll be these horrible knockoff Disney characters. We're just the outfits alone are going to give you nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Who would take their picture with this thing? <laughs> I know, right? And pay for it. And and the clowns are scary, but that's one of the things that I also appreciate about this movie. It was made on a on a low budget, you know, two million dollars. Yes. Of course, I, I I'll never have two million dollars, but as for for filmmaking, that's that's a fairly low budget, and they spent most of that on production. So most of the costumes and the props and those types of things the production team just made on their own, and so these costumes really are just rubber suits but they're Mm -hmm. so interesting in the way that they're made they're creepy (laughs) i don't know how else to say it they're definitely creepy i love stage makeup and so going back and watching this one of the first things that caught my eye again was the makeup was really well done the clowns they just look awesome with their hands and their faces and candace westmore was the makeup designer for this movie and she's actually the niece of Michael Westmore. And the Westmore family is huge in Hollywood and special effects makeup. He's known for getting Emmys for his work on Star Trek and Mask. And so I just thought it was really cool that she was connected and part of this family. And you could tell with the makeup, I think. I think she did a really brilliant job of making all the clowns different, but in a similar style. And I just really appreciated it. Now, Craig, I'm already really excited that Heather is in our podcast because I would have to say this might be the first time that we have given any credit to the special makeup person (laughs) on any movie. (laughs) If you can dive into the casting director for us as well, Heather, and maybe like uh, the second unit director, that would be awesome. (laughs) I have a feeling you probably know who they are. Maybe you're related in some way. Uh, But I have to say, piggybacking on what you said, seriously, I expected less from the production design of this movie than I got. I was pretty shocked at how serviceable everything was in this film from the sets. And again, they're intentionally kind of simple and kind of corny and starkly lit, but it's obvious it's intentional. And none of it seems fake and, well, except it's supposed to be in times, Mm -hmm. but but none of it seems cheap. I mean, it's cheap when it's supposed to be cheap, but then you get these clowns who, yeah, I mean, they are clearly rubber suits and stuff, but like you said, they're genuinely creepy and you get these close-up effects on them and when they're like, when their grins turn into these super evil grins, Mm -hmm. you know, when they turn into like the Grinch type grins and get super wide and those teeth that are exposed, there must be like a a hundred different points of uh, animation in these things. They're pretty well done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, their ears well, move, their eyes move. It's, it's pretty impressive. 
It, yeah, it really is. And I mean, even like you, you mentioned the set pieces, this was filmed in California somewhere, I think, like on a boardwalk. And it it, it has kind of that boardwalk circusy feel, especially, you know, of course, there's the regular you know, like town scenes and and whatnot. But when you get into like the circusy atmosphere, like okay, <laughs> you know, usually we go through the plot, and that's fine. We can talk about the plot. But basically, what the plot is, it's the lovely tale of these two young lovers. What are their names? Mike and Debbie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they see they're like at makeout point or whatever, and they see what they think is a comet. Check that out. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. That was incredible. Come on, let's go check it out. Oh, come on, no way. Debbie, it's a waste of time. It's got to be a thousand miles away. We've been all whole evening. Don't give me that. You saw how close it was. It landed right over the hill. Now, that is not a thousand miles away. And they go to explore it, and it it turns out it's like this big circus tent, which ends up being a spaceship for these creatures that are actually like these killer aliens, but they look like circus clowns, and everything about them is circusy. And then it's the you know adventure of them, like you know, trying to convince the cops and the townspeople what's going on, etc. And and there are more details that I want to talk about, but when you get into the circus tent ship it's it's just kind of surreal but you can tell that it's all practical like it's just all built like just really good set Mm -hmm. design and just really clever stuff like there's one scene in the jail of the town where the young cop dave who's like the good cop the handsome young good cop is looking for the mean grouchy old cop and he just sees these clown shoe footprints leading (laughs) towards the jail cells and then they're all over the walls and like these are clearly just like simple like latex cutouts of these footprints but it just has such a surreal creepy vibe to it it's almost like the cheapness of it seems appropriate to the scenario. You know, I haven't seen this in a really long time, but I was watching that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. And that is something that the three of us could do, you know? (laughs) Give Todd a camera. Heather and I can be in the back cutting out the latex shoe prints, and we could do this, but it just is so effective. I just loved it. Mm -hmm. Well, the lighting is all bright. Uh, It's a lot of uh, the teal and orange and also uh, like the reds and things that are evocative of circus and that really pops on the screen it gives it all kind of a cartoony effect i was thinking actually i was thinking about i don't know if you've ever seen that movie forbidden zone Mm-mm. um danny elfman it was one of his earlier things back when he was with oingo boingo and before he was doing film scoring but uh, he put together this crazy movie about some people who kind of fall down a rabbit hole and end up in this weird wacky world and that is in black and white so it's not quite the same but it has that same effect where the design of the sets and everything are appropriately cartoonish for the situation that they're in and so like in this movie we get this great contrast between they're outside they're in the woods they're in the town they're in the city and then they go inside the circus tent and everything looks like a circus. 
uh, and a cheap circus, you know, that came into town. Not a high-tech one, but it's just high-tech enough in a clownish sort of way to make them seem like these crazy space aliens. You're right. It just works. <laughs> it all just works really well. And even even you can see nods to Alien in there, you know, yeah. in the design of the corridors. And you can see nods to invaders from Mars in the big open area that they end up in where they're hanging up these cocoons of cotton candy, which is exactly what the clowns do. They get people and they zap them with these clown guns. They turn them into big globs of cotton candy cocoons and then they suck them out of there where they're like bloody mess. It's kind of... What is it? It's just so weird. Yeah, silly (laughs) straw. Like, that was perfect. Like, this clown comes over with a silly straw. I'm like, oh, God, it's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Like this super elaborate silly straw that's practically wrapping around him. It's so funny. Yeah, it, it's got kind of like the trippy H.R. Puffin stuff vibe. It's oh, also yeah. <laughs> got kind of like a, a Scooby-Doo vibe kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. It's it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, the, the acting is cheesy, but appropriately so. Mike, who's arguably the main guy, is played by a guy named Grant Kramer, who has done a few other things. I didn't really see anything much of note. Debbie, his girlfriend, is played by Suzanne Snyder, who I recognized right away, and I had to pause the movie and look her up. She was in Weird Science, and she was also in Return of the Living Dead, which we've covered here on the podcast. But then my my favorite, and this is going to be no surprise to Todd, my favorite <laughs> cameo in this movie is Royal Dano. Royal Dano, the baby. Beginning. <laughs> oh, I just love Royal Dano. The other day I was in the doctor's office and there was an old episode of like Bonanza on or something and he was on that show and he was young and handsome and like I was just crushing big time on Royal Dano. <laughs> but he, he plays this goofy farmer in the beginning who also sees the spaceship crash and he thinks it's Haley's comet and he takes <laughs> he takes his dog poo and they're gonna go out and find Haley's comet and like open up a roadside attraction or whatever and that's the first time that we kind of see the insidious nature of these clowns because it's this big tent this big beautiful glowing tent and it looks pretty much just like a regular circus tent but when you look up close at it like the the tent pole ropes are not ropes they're like cables so mm-hmm. you can kind of tell there's kind of this sci-fi thing going on and the farmer and his dog are just walking around the outside and they can't find an entrance and then from the inside you see the silhouette of one of these giant clowns following them on the other side of the tent and when Royal Dano walks out of frame it opens up kind of like this porthole in the tent and uses this big net to get the dog. And then and then the farmer comes back and like, who took my dog? <laughs> oh. Where's my poo boy? And, and I got a little sad for a minute and then I remembered it was just a movie. This guy's hilarious. I just love all of his lines. It's like every hillbilly line you could think of. Like, well, I'll be greased and fried. Something funny is happening around here. What in tarnation's going on here? I'll be, I'll be hornswoggled. <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) The whole movie's like that. That's full of these cheesy lines that were you can see coming from a mile away. But it's part of its charm again. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Oh, man. And, and, and so, you know, then Mike and Deb find the tent and they go inside and she's like, what kind of circus is this? And he's like, oh, it must be one of those like new wave French circuses. <laughs> <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> the woods. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> Gosh. And they, they they find the cotton candy pod room, which, like, all of this is just so clever. Like, of course the alien clowns would encase their victims in cotton candy and hang them up in this big, brightly lit room, you know, so that they could suck them dry later or whatever. And they get chased around. And all of this is so charming, too, because they they do everything in their power to make it seem like this is some sort of immense spaceship. But they're just going in and out of the same door. (laughs) (laughs) There's a matte painting every now and then. That's about it. We move the camera over here. It looks different. (laughs) They're like these these elevator doors and like they swing open and they go in and then it opens and they're like in this enormous like shaft with like some kind of reactor or something that powers it and then they come back out the elevator and then they go back in and then there's somewhere else and then they come back out and then there's somewhere else like did did you just say enormous shaft yeah well (laughs) just checking don't don't delve too deeply into my mind It's a dangerous game. <laughs> this this whole set, it was like Willy Wonka mixed with Star Wars. I just absolutely loved it. Yes. And and there's yeah. so many little touches, right? Like there's this weird popcorn machine, like the clown's standing at this control panel and he's moving these knobs, which are these big, brightly colored ball things. Did that... you just say knobs and balls? I did. He's touching the knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Two can play at that game, my friend. Oh, touche. <laughs> touche. <laughs> is great. It's great set. Yeah, and somewhere in this, when they're in the 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 circus tent, my favorite lines that I, I specifically wrote down was This is no fun house. No circus either. <laughs> oh, just, well, just right from the start we established this kind of dialogue and how the whole movie is going to be and they stick to it and i so appreciate that oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, great. it's they leave no stone unturned with this stuff finally the clown finds them and chases them through this thing and has this giant gun that shoots popcorn and apparently it was the most expensive thing that they built it cost them like seven thousand dollars to make because it actually oh does shoot popcorn <laughs> And uh, this clown's chasing after me, shoots popcorn all over them as they're running out. And as they're running, she goes, Popcorn, why? Popcorn! Because the clowns, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He said what I was thinking. It really is no stone unturned. Because when they're chasing them, also one of the clowns makes a (laughs) balloon dog. Oh my god, I love it. And then, like, the balloon dog is like a bloodhound that, like, helps them chase the people. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so funny. And Just everything. Everything clown they've got. 
and that balloon dog was such a low tech special effect, but they also managed to actually make it work pretty well. Like, it, you know, it wasn't just bouncing around, but they actually had the legs moving a little bit and it would sniff the air. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. run along. I, I read online that they did have to get a little high tech with it because it kept popping on the pine needles on the ground. So they had to, <laughs> they had to coat this rubber balloon with latex in order to keep it from popping, which sounds like a lot of overkill, but. Right. So be That's it. redundant, really. I know, right? I mean, isn't it a latex balloon? I don't know how that works. But anyway. Yeah. It, 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 God, I'm talking about these things randomly, but it's because they happen randomly. Like, at one point, there's a puppet show and a gazebo. Like, that what? just, just cracks me up. nowhere. Like, the clowns, I guess they're setting traps. Like, like, who comes to our puppet show? And it's this funny little puppet show where, like, the boy puppet is, like, getting fresh with the girl puppet. And she's like, no, no, no. And then eventually she drops below the stage and she comes back up with this huge gun and ray guns the boy puppet. And, the, like, the one guy who's standing there watching the puppet show then they ray gun him too and it's just you know amidst the plot of these people you know these few people who are aware of what's going on and they're trying to get the police involved and they're trying to stop things it's just like you said earlier todd just uh, a series of gags and they're all funny. <laughs> yeah. They're improbable and they're hilarious. <laughs> like the the clowns are like destroying a pharmacy and like the pharmacist oh is just standing behind the counter like uh, uh, like, <laughs> like he's shaking. Uh, I don't know what to do. Oh god. <laughs> And the clowns and I made a go- note and I was like, why are the clowns shopping? Like, what do they possibly need <laughs> yeah. from the did, drug store? Did they get shaving anything from there? And, I- shaving cream and powder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, alien clowns know. sneeze, just so everybody knows. <laughs> right. I thought that was hilarious. And then they're like, they're like going around and collecting people, and it's just like a montage, like, like they're del- like, hello, pizza's here. Oh, and like this sexy girl in negligee is like, oh, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they deliver like a heart shaped candy box to one lady, and she's like, oh, Stan, did you do this? <laughs> Oh, God. I don't even know where to go. You know, as far as plot, like, Debbie eventually, she ends up back at home, and she showers, because it is a horror movie. I mean, we don't Mm -hmm. get to see any nudity or anything, but she showers, as you do in horror movies. she showers for a very long time. Debbie is out of commission showering for most of this movie. I love, it, it comes back to her, and then you see there's a shower. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where Debbie is. And then it leaves for about another 20 minutes, and then it comes back, and, oh, I guess Debbie's finished with her shower now. Let's see what's going on. Oh, <laughs> well, God. and they, they do this hilarious thing where they show that the, the popcorn that's fallen off of her is, like, just moving slightly and making these little squeaky noises. And then they show us one of the big clowns taking a big old bag of popcorn and dumping it into the dumpster behind the burger joint. 
and the employee who takes the trash out then just gets sucked in there. We don't really see what happens to him. But later, when Debbie finally gets out of the shower, she opens up her medicine cabinet and her clothes hamper and these, like, baby clown head snakes, I guess it's, like, what the popcorn (laughs) turns into, like, jump out at her. I loved those snakes. I had forgotten completely about them, and they were hilarious and kind of scary. They reminded me of little Audrey 2 puppets, like, at the end of the shop, when all the Mm. little heads come out, it was like, oh, they're little clown heads. They're so cute. Yeah, or... It was cute. Beetlejuice turns into one of these things, too, I think, in one of his... Right? It's a similar... Similar thing. Similar, yeah. Well, I'm thinking that these clowns really tar... I mean, if an alien comes down to Earth, they're really going to have to target where they land first, you know, and make the most out of it. Like, they can't be like, you know, the signs, you know, where they land uh, on a place with lots of water. These people targeted a place where there are two guys who run around in a (laughs) clown-themed truck. Truck. Who play practical jokes on people. There's an amusement park here with a fun house and a big tent. And also there's a restaurant called Big Top Burgers. So it was a pretty great little coincidence for us to uh, be able to get all these clown gags in. It's not really a coincidence. It's just that the, they knew <laughs> right. what they were doing when they landed yeah. on our planet. Exactly. Is yeah. it a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> They're covering their tracks well, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah. One and of it's... my favorite scenes right in the beginning, though, is when the clowns have all, they're walking towards the town. And we see the clown walking in front of the drugstore. And there's like that animatronic gorilla. I think you yeah. could coins in them back then and they would move. And for some reason, even though the clowns are there to completely destroy this town, he gets super nervous when he sees people walking. And he's like, oh crap, I can't let them know too soon what I want to do. And so then he backs up against the, the drugstore window and starts pretending to be an animatronic as them. <laughs> and I was like, so why? Funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought that was great. But but then there's, some of them are a little unsettling. First of all, there's the one scene, which I think is probably the most gore that we get in the movie, which is where this clown rides up on his totally tricked out clown style bicycle to a biker gang. And it here I was. It's a bicycle. It's a tricycle. It's tricycle. <laughs> and yeah. that clown is my favorite one. By the mm-hmm. end of the movie, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Like, he's this little <laughs> tiny one. Like, that's the other thing with the clowns, too. Like, they definitely all have a very distinctive look, but they are all yeah. unique, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's the little tiny one with the green hair who rides in on the tricycle. There's the big scary one at the jail. There's also then another great big, like, hugely obese one. There are some really super crazy tall ones. They've all got different color hair. They've got distinctive facial expressions. So while they're all clearly, you know, like of the same species or whatever, they're unique and individual too. And I just thought that was so great. But yes, the, the, the scene with the little guy on the tricycle. Well, what happens here is the one of the big biker guys comes over. Can I take a ride? Pal. Can I beep the horn? (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you. (laughs) And the guy just destroys the bike, to which point the clown just disappears up into the air. 
and comes right back down on with boxing gloves on, like a cartoon, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks at the guy, gives him an uppercut, and his head goes flying. It's so funny. <laughs> but but it, it's hilarious. But then, you know, you see the severed head fall into a trash can. And then the medium shot that we come back to is this headless body slumping down and falling backwards. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's really pretty gross. <laughs> like, that was a little too realistic for me. But of course, you know, everybody else runs off. All these gags are like this, right? It's just one can be, they're interchangeable with each other. They're in no particular order. But the idea that they give you is the clowns are everywhere and there they're may be hundreds of them. And they're mm-hmm. setting up these traps, like you said, all across town. And that's what makes the movie fun. Because like you said, the plot itself is pretty simple and boring. And it's really only four or five actors. Right. Without these things, the town would seem pretty dead because we never really interact with anybody else. We never follow anybody else around. We never really even see anybody else or any cars on the street except for these scenes. So, right. Yeah, and, and you say, you talked about the interchangeable nature of the scenes. They definitely are. And one of my favorite scenes, I don't even know why, but it is one of my favorite scenes is where there's this one clown on an invisible motorcycle... Yes. <laughs> that, that runs some guy in like a Trans Am off the road. And apparently this was supposed to be one of the opening scenes to like introduce how, you know, dangerous these clowns were. But they had it all set up and it was supposed to be this big effect where this car flipped down a hill or exploded or whatever. But the the special effects got messed up and it just kind of like flopped over the side of the road and so they moved it to later in the movie but I still love that scene with the clown on the invisible motorbike the effect doesn't even look great you can tell that it's the clown on the bike is just in the wide shots anyway is just like superimposed on the film but you allow your imagination to kind of ignore that i just loved it i just thought it was so funny <laughs> well, it was. yeah the use of the the clown conventions in this are just they are they're brilliant and each scene it's a new clown convention and it's just i have a whole list of all the things that they did you know because it was just like oh my god how many things are there and they just they hit every single one of them so yeah when they come to get debbie i don't remember oh my god, every yes they they fake her boyfriend's voice at one point, but my favorite was when she went to try to jump out the window and they were all standing down there with the tiny little thing to catch her on. <laughs> with fireman's <laughs> helmets on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like straight out of Dumbo with all the clouds. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean like Heather said, you could just list them off, but it just hits them all and it could i don't know this movie i feel like it could have gone either way even when it was in post production you know some of i think i don't know if it was producers i don't know like honchos or whatever were like oh my god this movie is so stupid nobody's going to like it and somebody i don't know who it was somebody who was involved with the movie said you just don't get it there are going to be people out there who love this movie mm-hmm. and and whoever it was that you know the chioto brothers are the people who directed the movie right todd i didn't write down and wrote yeah it. yes and, and wrote yeah. it and it's the only one they've done mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
it's it's like they just they knew what they were doing. They knew what audience they were targeting, and they were right. It, it's it's funny, and and there are people in my life that I would never sit down to watch this with because they wouldn't. G- <laughs> my 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 partner just walked into the room and gave me a look because <laughs> I have made him sit down and watch it. He's not as big a fan, so you know. Those kind of people <laughs> are 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 not gonna like it. Joyless, uh, boring, yeah, joyless, soulless people. <laughs> but fun people are. You know, you you just appreciate the silliness and and not only that, but you appreciate the obvious effort that went into it. My partner is a theater person too, so maybe it doesn't count. But you know, the three of us are all to some degree theater people and I think that we can look at something like this and see the effort that went into it and just at the very least appreciate that the passion that went into it and it's it's cool it's it's fun to watch well, and again, just the, the commitment to the style, the way the lines were written, the way they were delivered, all of it. And, and, it, and you know this from the very beginning with our hillbilly man on the hill. Like, we are diving in from the start and you know exactly what to expect throughout the entire thing, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's just like I said, it's just this weird mix that somehow works perfectly. And it, if one part of it was just a little off balance, if it was a little too gross or it was a little too scary or the acting was a little not so knowingly bad, I mean, it might not have fallen apart, but it just wouldn't be so joyful as this movie turns out to be, you know? Well, and I think that there is a good balance, too, because for the most part, it's it's very silly. But there are some scary parts like I said there's that one I don't know maybe it's just me but there was that one clown that really freaked me out the one in the jail this one older cop his name is Officer Mooney who I don't have my IMDB page pulled up but he was played by this guy who I've seen play a grumpy cop in several movies it's John Vernon and he was also don't forget Striker from Curtains Striker Striker oh, I forgot about Striker <laughs> okay so yeah so he's this big jerk <laughs> and people are calling in saying their wives have been taken by clowns and he doesn't believe it he thinks it's just this big prank to I don't know make him unhinged or I I don't even know what he thinks but eventually this giant clown shows up and it's it's funny cuz you know like it shoots him it does the whole bouquet of flowers gag and sprays him with water and then when he goes to handcuff him like it's fake hands that just come off but he eventually gets him in a cell with these two other guys that he's been a big jerk to earlier and the uh, clown has one of those party favors. I have no idea what you call those things. Those things that you blow into and there's like the paper tube that unrolls. <laughs> like I was like pressing my mind like what is that called? I have no idea. Anyway, he blows that out and it turns into a big hand that grabs Moody and then like smashes his head into the bars. And the next time that we see Moody, Dave, the cute, nice cop, comes back to the precinct, 
and he follows those footprints that I had mentioned before, and he finds the other guys that were in the cell in cotton candy pods and then when he walks back into the precinct that scary clown is just sitting at the desk with his back to the camera and Mm. that alone was like pee in my pants scary to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then the clown turns around and dave hears him and the clown has mooney with like just a little bit of rouge on his cheeks like not crazy makeup or anything but just like a little bit of rouge on his cheeks and he's using him as a marionette and he says don't worry Dave all we want to do is kill you it's so spooky and then he pulls his arm out of the guy and it's covered in like blood and guck that he just like flicks off onto the floor that is some scary shit. That's oh true. That's true. <laughs> and it's one of the darkest scenes in the whole, like literally dark out of the whole uh, movie. Yeah, it was, it's a creepy scene. That one, and then I feel like it was maybe even the same clown, or maybe I'm just projecting because that clown is nightmarish to me. But I mentioned before, you said there's that big top burger and we don't see a lot of what goes on there, but there are a few scenes there and there's one where it's super crowded and there are these totally frustrated moms who are trying to deal with their kid. And this one girl who is behaving perfectly, but apparently, oh my God, her, I know. <laughs> but apparently her mom is super irritated with her. They're sitting there and the clown is outside and the girl looks and the clown waves at her and like this little girl is so cute and it's so innocent like it's like those old from the 80s McDonald's commercials where Ronald Mm -hmm. McDonald would like wave at the kid and the kid would wave and then they'd go off ice skating together or something but this the clown waves at her and he's got that creepy smile and then she waves back and then it cuts to the clown and you see that he's holding this giant mallet behind his mm-hmm. back and then it cuts back to the table and you see that the kid is gone and you're like oh no <laughs> and and the kid like starts making her way out to the clown and just at the very last minute the mom grabs her and pulls her back in not even noticing that she's about to be abducted and killed by a maniacal clown but like just those and and those may have even been the only ones but i found those moments those moments to be genuinely scary Mm -hmm. well and those moments like perfectly capture what is scary about a clown because you do you trust them they're funny they're kind so when you see a clown coaxing you out with their finger you're like sweet i'm gonna get some candy or a balloon right to yeah be taken out to your death so yeah that that definitely is that fear of clowns for sure (laughs) <laughs> Todd, what is it like chlorophobia or or I don't remember what it is, but Todd thinks fear of clowns is stupid. I no. totally get it. Now <laughs> let's correct the record here, Craig. I didn't say it's stupid. What I said was I don't think it used to be such a big thing as it is now. I think well, that's that true. It's become yeah. culturally this thing that we've kind of commonly decided we're supposed to be afraid of clowns. And we've been a little over worried that kids are going to be afraid of clowns. And I feel like it's become culturally like a bigger deal than it probably 
ever was. I'm not saying people weren't scared of clowns before, but I just feel like now we have this notion that everybody's supposed to be afraid of clowns and that clowns are inherently scary. And I, I don't buy that. I don't. I never felt as a kid that clowns were inherently scary. And I don't think most people, you know, 60 years ago felt like clowns were inherently scary. I think it's movies like this that have created this problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For clowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for clowns. And it I is a real bad. problem. Yeah, I know, I do. I feel bad for the for the clowns of the world because they get a bad rap. You're yeah. right. I mean, even us, I mean, we're a little bit older than Heather, so I don't even know if she remembers this, but us growing up, you know, clowns were a, a cool fun thing like yet yeah, ronald mcdonald was cool mm-hmm. but oh my gosh growing up i wanted nothing more in my life than to go to a taping of the bozo the clown show oh yes like, oh, worship like the bozo. bozo yes and and my my parents always promised me that they would take me because it films in chicago which is not that far or filmed excuse me in chicago which is not that far from where we lived and they never did and I'll never forgive them for it (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to play the grand prize game I know (laughs) I wanted to get that polio string cheese and you were like I can surely throw the ball into the bucket come on what's wrong with you oh we set that up at one of my birthday parties as a kid and that is a lot harder than it looked (laughs) 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 I'm here to say (laughs) birthday boy was disappointed that day (laughs) anyway it all culminates everybody gets together the ice cream truck guys dave and mike and debbie and when you say everybody you mean like all four people five (laughs) (laughs) those five people well and before you get into that the way we know that the clowns have pretty much kind of taken over this town except for the five people left they have like this Monty Python bring out your dead scene where they're like sitting yes. down the street with like a clown street sweeper and like clowns are chucking cocoons out of windows and they're all over the streets and they're sucking them up into this car and there are streamers everywhere and it looked really fun but also terrifying also yeah. creepy yeah it was it was a that little was like amazing it I was, had forgotten about that part. It was a fantastic yeah. escalation that needed a scene like this, and they really went yes. over the top. It was also a little creepy, like, in the same way, especially a couple of those shots of them, because the clowns, they're fairly... Exp- I mean, I shouldn't say they're expressionless. Their expressions are just pretty well frozen in these huge grins, and when they're kind of stumbling along very slowly but very methodically through there, it was like the parade scene out of Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes, you know? exactly. Was I was thinking like the exact that. same thing. And uh, yeah, it was Very creepy sinister. as as well as super cartoonish. And like you said, it got mm-hmm. that point across that pretty much the whole town's been sucked up into this thing and they're going to leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But they have, I guess, moved their ship to the amusement park, which is on a pier. <laughs> that was and... so Scooby-Doo, right? Well, I know yeah. where I'd be, the old amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the clowns must clown. be hiding. Yeah. <laughs> old man Withers is the caretaker down there. We should right. go talk to him. And we, well, and they, they get there and the old guard is like, what are you guys doing here? The clowns get there. And so they, he's like, what are you going to do with those pies? <laughs> and so they throw like a hundred pies on him. But apparently these pies like completely eat his flesh and he's just left like a gooey ice cream 
skeleton Sunday on the ground. Apparently, the Chiodo brothers wanted that guy to be another cameo um, of Soupy Sales. And Soupy mm-hmm. Sales used to get a, a pie in the face on an old kids show called uh, Lunch with Soupy oh. Sales. But even at this time, I mean, that show was so old that the producers didn't want to spring for this guy's plane ticket out because they're like, the audience isn't going to know who he is anyway, so don't bother. Right. So he didn't right. get his cameo. <laughs> <laughs> they they may have been right about that. But yeah, I think would, so. It would have been fun for us to mention. Or maybe we would know about <laughs> that guy him. was Soupy sales <laughs> instead we get to mention that guy wasn't soupy sales and we right, still get some exactly. fun trivia in here it and works so either they way go, yeah it works yeah <laughs> in hindsight it's all good uh, so they go back into the scary fun house which is called the they- crazy house by the way I mean, it stood out to me. It's not the fun house. It was the crazy house. The fun house must be copyrighted or something. Who knows? It was Maybe. Crazy. <laughs> it was. And there are funny things that happen in here, like the ice cream brothers, who, by the way, I read were like an established comedy troupe. I didn't think they were all that funny in this no. movie, but God. whatever. They were very like Three Stooges-esque in yeah. their mannerisms and how they spoke to each other. So. Maybe they just weren't given enough material. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's but uh, <laughs> they get they get dropped into a ball pit and seduced by a couple of lady clowns with inflating <laughs> boobs. Yes, and and what comes of that? Because after that, the next time we come back to them, they're they're out of it, right? I mean, they're they're out of ha- it, but they're covered in. They're- Smoochy. Covered in clown kisses, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Their shirts are shredded, so I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. But they're. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think they got lucky with those lady clowns. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the whole movie for them, they were just trying to find a Big lady boobs. like the entire night, so. right? They, they and I love because <laughs> it's always about, and it's so it sounds so childish when it was said because the way that who is it Dave gets them to follow him is he's like, "Come on, guys, will you help me? Look, at least take me over to Debbie's house, okay? I think she's in danger." Does she have any roommates? Yes, she's got two. She's got two beautiful roommates with big boobs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, was, right. Mike. Let's go. The, the, the character of Mike is so goofy. Like, he's so over the top, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. She does have two roommates, and they're really hot. okay we'll come all right here we go yeah you're right and then as one of the clown is turning her boobs like inflate to enormous levels (laughs) it was fantastic and he says are are you debbie's roommates (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and they go into a ball pit they're in a ball pit while this is all happening that was great which is supposed wow. to be like a jacuzzi, but it's like, There's I don't know. Oh, it's Nothing perfect. Freudian about this, right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I forgot that the clowns had captured Debbie, but instead of, like, putting her in the cotton candy, they put her in a giant balloon. Balloon, and, yeah. And so Dave and Mike have to, they go into the cotton candy pod room, which is full now. Like, they've gotten everybody in town. And they find Debbie, and they get her out of the balloon, and they're running around and getting chased, and they go down a fire pole again, like a, a fireman's pole, like mm-hmm. hit every clown note you can hit. And then I loved this. It's so funny. They they show these long shots of the good guys running into this, what I assume is like a tunnel, but it's a giant anglerfish head. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they eventually run out the other side, out of another one. And I felt like, oh my gosh, 
did they build that giant thing just for these two shots of them to run in and out of it? Like, they look so cool, and you only see them for, like, ten seconds. I don't know why, Craig, I was thinking exactly the same thing as you, and I was looking, I actually went back and rewound that scene, I was trying to figure out if they, maybe they used miniatures, and, uh, and maybe. that was kind of a matte shot, but it was a f- so effective that I couldn't even tell, even looking at it mm-hmm. closely. It was really good. Yeah, they used miniatures in the scene coming up, too, because they they get chased around, they end up, oh, one of my favorite gags is they find a door, and... Oh, yeah. And Mike <laughs> opens it, and he's like, another door? And then he keeps opening it like six or seven times, and there's more doors behind it. But every time, he just gets more and more exasperated. But all he says is, another door? <laughs> every time. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, it's so funny. But they end up, they end up in like what looks like the, the middle of the big top. And and there's like blocks or platforms all stacked up in the middle, and they're surrounded by clowns. And the good guys climb up to the top, and the clowns start climbing up after them. And then the ice cream bros show up again and speak through their intercom through the clown head on the top of their thing, which distracts the clowns for a while. So the good guys on top of the tower can kind of get away. But then, the piece de resistance, this (laughs) enormous, they called it the Godzilla clown, descends from the ceiling onto this platform, and that's, it's, it's like the big bad at the last level of a video game like, yeah. it's just the queen it, bee yeah. yeah yeah he's enormous he's got these enormous teeth he roars and they did all this with miniatures this the it was one of the chiodo brothers in a suit and the chiodo brothers themselves built this miniature set with the miniature ice cream truck and it, it's really funny because the ice cream truck the godzilla clown throws it and it explodes so you think that the brothers are dead but this is a pg-13 movie so everybody's okay in the end kids don't worry about it but then (laughs) i love okay so debbie and mike just like peace out they're like okay we're we're done bye dave thanks for your help (laughs) and they leave dave in there and the dave like tries to shoot the clown they know at this point that you can kill them by shooting their noses if you shoot their nose they explode and then they're dead um which their death reminds me of a buffy the vampire like a vampire from buffy's death where they yeah burst into dust but it's glitter and it's fabulous (laughs) (laughs) totally true Um, it's confetti it is it is confetti there you go yeah confetti yeah that's so the cops are gathering around outside and mike and debbie are out there with the cops and everybody's looking on and on meanwhile poor dave (laughs) is in there left alone to fight this guy and it's so funny because when you see the giant clown like holding Dave, like he's clearly just holding like a Ken doll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's only for a couple seconds. But yeah, it's... it is only for yeah, a couple seconds, yeah. and it's charming to me that they didn't even bother to try to make it look more real than they did. <laughs> and and the the big top, you know, starts to spin and it's taking off and it rises up out of the ground and it looks like a, a giant spinning top. 
But then Dave, the cop, pulls off his badge and uses the pin on the badge to pop the nose of the giant Godzilla clown. And the clown explodes, and the spaceship explodes, and, you know, everybody's like, oh my gosh, what happened? But then the Ice Cream Brothers show up, and they're like, oh, we hid in the freezer, so we were fine. And then Dave shows up. I don't even... How did they explain how he got out of there? They didn't. Well, they're all in the little clown car, and it comes flying out of the sky. And then the brothers pop out, and then Dave pops out of it. So it's like he rescued them out of the spaceship, and like they were driving out as it exploded, and they made it. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) And then... Debbie, I think, says, do you think it's over? <laughs> and and Mike's like, yeah, sure. And then they all get like 15 pies in the face. And then that's the end. <laughs> it's hilarious. And there are so many things like we didn't even mention in the very beginning, like over the credits, like there's totally a killer clown song. Which oh, is yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It's so good. There's I a whole soundtrack. Apparently, this punk band put it together, and the, the soundtrack lasts almost as long as the movie, the album. They wrote songs and stuff. Crazy. Well, and they're, it, they're all very clownish. Fun. It's perfect, like circusy. They have all those elements of circus music mixed in, and it was yeah. very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Well, they've been talking about making a sequel to this movie literally since it came out. And there have been announcements that it's going to get made and it's not going to get made. And if you look at IMDb, you can it's it's going to be called the Killer Clowns Return in 3D. Oh my um, gosh! And the only people attached to it are the Chiodo brothers and the guy that plays Mike. And supposedly, years ago, when they were talking about story, Grant Kramer, who plays Mike said that he was going to be back and the killer clowns were going to come back and he was going to be like the old town drunk who tries to warn everybody but nobody listens to him and that kind of thing. And it's been in pre-production hell forever. It looked like it was going to get made in 2018 because that would have been the 30th anniversary, but then Disney acquired the studio and they canceled it. So I don't know. I mean, people are still talking about it. I bet we'll get it eventually. I don't know when, but I bet we do. And and if we do, and I'll be happy if we do, but if we do, I hope they kind of stick to their roots and stick with mm-hmm. the practical effects and, you know, the goofy charm. You know, don't don't go all CGI with the right. clowns right. and stuff. You know, I, I want to see them the way I remember them, if I'm going to see them at all. And even though the movie didn't do well, really, when it came out, it definitely has become a cult classic the imagery the images of those clowns i I bet teenagers today even if they don't know where it comes from would be familiar with the images of those clown faces oh yeah there have been every costume studio or like like online place where you can buy costumes like the the specific clown masks they're available every halloween so it's definitely a thing They've had action figures and things, and I think the last couple of years, just very recently, Universal Studios in Florida, which does their Halloween Horror Nights every year and always has these themed haunted houses, I think the last two years had a Killer Clowns from Outer Space themed haunted house. Isn't that crazy? It's still kind of in the pop culture. I hope these guys are still making tons of money off of it. (laughs) Me too. 
Well, I don't even think we mentioned um, much about these guys' background either. The Chiodo brothers were well-known at the point of that this movie was made for their special effects in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came from the Bronx. They were uh, behind Critters, all the Critters movies. They did the designs for those. Even Team America World Police, they were the supervisors of the puppets there. Some stuff for Ernest, Scared Stupid, and Elf, and a, a lot of movies, especially in the 80s. Little bits cool. and pieces of it would be done. It's funny that you mentioned that they work on critters because fun fact heather's dad worked on one of the critters movies right mm. yes he did yes yep, he did. which was one critters in space i think the fourth one maybe <laughs> awesome we should so, get him so on here talk about should. that one you should he would have a blast with us and oh who knows maybe he's crossed paths with the chiodo brothers maybe he could give us some insight who knows mm. Happy birthday, Tyler. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Sorry that it took us a while to get around to it. We've got lots of requests, and we do our best to try to keep them coming. But since it's your birthday, we were happy to do it for you, and we wish you a very happy 30th. Enjoy your 30s. They're amazing. The mm-hmm. 30s, they're, oh, they're the best. They really are. And if any of you liked this podcast, you can find us all over the place. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play, uh, Stitcher. Just do a simple Google search, Two Guys in a Chainsaw Podcast, and you'll find us. We have a whole lot of back episodes for you to choose from. You can also contact us via our webpage or our Facebook page. And we love hearing from you. We love chatting with you. And if you have any movies that you would like for us to take a look at, we will definitely put them on our list. Hopefully we can get around to them at some point. And thank you, Heather, for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you, and you're welcome back anytime. This was super fun. Thank you guys for having me. You're so welcome. So until next time, I'm Craig. And I'm Todd. With two guys in a chainsaw. 